Welcome to the bonus episode. Just as a reminder, this show is for mature audiences. Please enjoy. Hey, look, it's, hey, a, look, butterfly. it's a butterfly. Reading Rainbow. Hey. Hey. How's it hanging? <laughs> it's going good. So here we are, and where are we again? What do we call this thing? Uh, our bonus content. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've come up with a name. I just wanted you to say bonus content, but thanks for making it this whole thing. <laughs> oh. Uh, what do we do in these bonus episodes? In these bonus episodes, we choose a book, uninhibited by any rules whatsoever, and we read one book for the entire year. 365 days just one book and laura how are we liking it it's taking us on a it's taking us for a ride i will say oh yeah and we're the book we are reading is called it's this little book called animorphs the invasion oh, yeah, yeah by k.a applegate the first episode in which we covered chapters one and two it was really just set up we met all of our human characters and an alien character uh i don't think we met all the alien characters though and where did we leave off they had so the kids who are junior high, they were going home through the abandoned construction site. You know how Classic. you always do um, in junior high. And then a UFO crash, and this blue centaur alien person came out and is dying in front of them. Yeah. There were lots of very detailed visual descriptions of what the ship looked like. And details of the kids that I totally missed. Yes. It was confirmed that I am not a comprehensive reader. Yeah, I guess something special about the bonus episodes is, one, I physically read the books with my eyes. I'm not listening <gasps> to it. And two, I don't swear, even though it was debated whether or not a certain P word was uh, <laughs> a swear. I still don't think it is, but... Hot debate. For prosperity's sake, I shan't say it. So, today, we're discussing chapters three and four. Yeah, a uh, whopping, what, like 15 pages? Initial thoughts. I am kind of confused about, like, what this alien wants them to do. Because in chapter yeah. three, he's like, warn your people, but also you're powerless and there's nothing you can do and you're all going and to you're die. You're all going to die. Like, yeah. And then the kids are just like, I have no idea how to do that. I'm very confused. And okay, here's my unanswered question. How do you pronounce this? these enemy aliens? I was also going to ask that. I said... Yerks, or maybe a yerk. So yeah, so it's spelled Y E E R K S. Looks like it should be said yerks, but my brain just says yerks. I, I also can't say even, yerks because it's like in jerks. my brain I can't handle it. Like they're jerks. So like these aliens are called andalites. That's what I say, andalites. Okay, and these are the good people. Those are the good aliens, right? Yeah, and then okay. later on you meet in chapter four. You meet the evil aliens that are not andalites one of them is called a viscer three that's like a title there's like viscer three that's like a name of other viscers yeah and so what they do is because apparently these creatures that are the most evil the yerks yes or controllers and so what they do is they take hosts of any other creature that isn't the mm -hmm. yerks and they capture the the host and then use mm -hmm. that as their form. And when that happens, let's say they capture a human. It's called a human hyphen controller. And that's how you know right. that it's a yerk in the form of a human or in the form of like right. a something. Well, let's, let's, let's take this one step at a time. Let's step through this. So in chapter three, the Andalite who is lying on the ground dying 
um, tells the kids they are coming to destroy you. Jake says it was strange the way we all just knew that he was telling the truth. So a lot of they're relying on a lot of intuition here, not a lot of evidence-based inquiries. However, I mean, seeing a UFO land in front of you. I know I was going to say, like, if I was these kids, I think I would pretty much believe anything after that. You could have been like the evil people. Oh, yeah, they're called cotton balls. And I'd be like, you know what? <laughs> All right. It doesn't sound evil to me, but I also just saw an alien land in front of me and it spoke yeah. into my brain. Um, and then um, the Andalite explains that the, the Yerks, as we are just going to call them, they have already started to invade Earth. There are hundreds of them on the planet. The kids are like, what? How would we not know? And then he like uploads pictures of it into their brains because that's how telepathy works. What is in the book is... I saw a gray-green slimy thing like a snail without its shell, only bigger, the size of a rat. Sorry, rats. Again. So then the Andalite, which I don't think they have given him a name yet, he continues to tell them about the war that's going on. Basically, the Andalites are the main force that fights the Yerks across the galaxy, but it's really not going well for them. So basically, he's telling them about the Yerks, mm -hmm. and then he's like, go on to my ship. You will see a small blue box, very plain. Bring it to me quickly. I have very little time and the Yerks will find me soon. And it says this. It's like, and suddenly everyone agreed that I would go. Except for me. I didn't agree. <laughs> and then Cassie says, go ahead. You're not scared. As if that's like the issue. <laughs> like, don't worry. We know you're not scared. You're freaking out. And they're like, hey, don't worry. And you're like, oh, good. I can stop now. Thanks. Oh, great. Thank you. And then, um, you know, the Andalites said, hurry. You know, there's like this one last hope of my ship. But of course, Jake takes his time and he describes everything in this ship. I know. And then he snoops on the Andalite stuff he sees a 3d picture thing it's what it says is a small three-dimensional picture of his family so like two parents and him and his brother maybe um so does that just mean and then he's like a holographic like i a don't know hologram? or is it like a i was thinking like an action figure type thing or... <laughs> he just got an action figure of his family, no, his family. oh my god <laughs> i don't know i would i, I want that so bad i just want like like oh these are dolls no that's my freaking family dude it just says three-dimensional picture. That's what I thought. It was like a... Okay, I had a problem because I, of course, was like, stop anthropomorphizing this alien, except for that's what the book is doing. Not only is right. Jake doing this, but like the book is like, no, this is it. And they're like, it was... I realized that this was the picture of the Andalites family. It's a bold assumption, I will say. It, but it is the writer's intent. Like, they yeah. were like, actually, it is his family. It's not just this little mm -hmm. boy making up nonsense. But I have a problem with the writers. I'm like... Why are you giving this alien a family? We like him just fine. He's trying to save these humans. I don't need a family to like him. Yeah, good point. And I'm also, it, I mean, I'm getting real nitpicky, but they're giving the alien all these human things, and they're just like, oh, the alien is a male. He is a patriarch of the family. Right. And I'm like, we don't even know if these aliens have a gender or mm -hmm. whatever. I don't think it was necessary for him to have a whole family and for him to be the patriarch for me to care about this alien. Mm -hmm. Like, I already, I already care. He's already been nice to these kids and, like, tried to save the human race. <laughs> hint, hint. Uh, the Andalite's brother actually comes into play and is like... Oh, he's got a brother. Well, brother, sibling, whatever they want to go with. And then, so after Jake, you know, spends a lot of time empathizing with this alien and going through his stuff, he gets back off the ship because, you know, it's time sensitive here. And the Andalite starts to explain what exactly this box can do. He says that he can give them powers to help fight the Yerks. Uh, and that's all he can do for them. He can give them the power to morph. And they're like, morph? What's that? What's that? <laughs> the Andalite says, you can become other animals. And then <laughs> Marco, Marco laughed derisively. 
become animals. And then Jake's commentary. Marco isn't the most accepting person in the world. Oh, just called his friend a bigot. Maybe call, cut this kid some slack because like you're in the middle of a construction site, you know, tending to a dying alien, learning about this intergalactic war. But, you know, it's all right. Jake from State Farm. All right, little Jake. So yeah, he's like, you can become other animals. You only need to touch a creature to acquire its DNA pattern. Uh, then you become that creature, etc. And then classic trope. But there is no time to explain it all. No time. You will have to learn for yourselves. So then the kids are all like, I don't know. What do we do? And Cassie's like, I'll do it. And then Jake says, I think we should all decide together one way or the other. I will say also, I was reading this and there's a part where Marco is just you know, being as not most accepting person that he is. And he's like, sure, this whole thing is nuts. Give me a break. And I just want to know when was the last time you said, give me a break? Because I haven't said that in a long time. Oh, wow. I'm usually no, just I like, probably... maybe that's just a 90s thing. Like, give me a break. I would have just been like, B word, please. That's what I say now. <laughs> that's my equivalent. Um, oh, I would probably say no way. Maybe like, or like, no there way, is no way. And then so then it so, ends with Rachel sees something. She was looking up toward the stars. Far, far overhead, two pinpoints of bright red light were shooting across the sky. Yeah. Yerks. The Andalite said the word in our minds, and we could feel his hatred. Bah, bah, bah. And then the first word of the next chapter is also Yerks. <laughs> I know. I was wondering. I saw that. Because it does the same thing when you start chapter three. Uh, like, it ends with, they have come to destroy you. And it begins with, they have come to destroy you. So I'm like, is that just... Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, so definitely some... Um, so yeah, now the now the clock is ticking. The Andalite says, there's no more time. You must decide. Like, you have to decide now. So there's some debate. Cassie says, what do you say, Jake? He says, it was odd. Like, suddenly I was the one who had to decide for everyone. You're the one who just said that you should all decide together or not. And you're also the one who unwittingly was pushed to go onto the spaceship or not. So, so I think that Jake is a Libra. Because honestly, that's yeah. the Libra struggle because they're wishy-washy. So then they're like, uh, oh, I just won't decide. But since they're the last ones to decide something, their choice usually ends up being the tiebreaker. Mm. Marco is no, Tobias is yes. Rachel says, I'd like more time, but we don't have that choice. I'm for it. Yeah, no, so it sounds like Rachel, Tobias, and Cassie are all like, let's do it. And then Marco yeah. is like, no. So then it doesn't matter what Jake decides. They're already going to do it. Yeah. If, if we're doing it by a... Mm -hmm. you know, the People's Choice Awards, you know, the teen, Teen's <laughs> Choice Awards, then it sounds like they're about to do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jake was saying that we have to, it has to be unanimous. And for unanimous decisions, oh. I think they all have to say yes. They don't right? got time for unanimous. Majority. They got to decide. I know, right? So then... I looked at each of the people around me. My usually funny, occasionally annoying <laughs> best friend, Marco. Wow, he's like honest. Yeah. Rachel, <laughs> my smart, pretty, competent cousin, very generous. Yeah. And Cassie, who everyone knew liked animals more than he liked most people. <laughs> Finally, I looked at Tobias. It was weird. <laughs> the feeling I had at that moment staring at him. A chill or something. What do you think that I means? I don't know what that means. Queer undertones? I read that like three times and I was like, what does that mean? I don't know. Maybe something happens like, later in the book that I don't know. But like, I don't know what that's supposed like, to be. Why, like, why do you get a chill from looking at Tobias? Is he just intense? And I know that th his friendship with Tobias is not as solid. Like, none of them are really friends with Tobias yeah. at this point. But it's still just not explained. Like, I don't know what that means. Tobias said, or what it says is, we have to, Tobias said to me. Slowly, I nodded. Yes, we have no choice. So maybe it's that mutual understanding, that, like, them being on the same page. But also, there's a lot of 
chilling or tingling sensations in this. So because then they sure. they all press it. Five hands each pressed against one side. <laughs> then a sixth hand given from ours with too many fingers. <laughs> I'm like, why are you making it sound like you don't know where this hand is coming from? It's the andalite. And then, of course, the Andalite gives them permission to not be afraid by saying, <laughs> yeah, do, not do not be, be afraid. afraid. Something like a shock, only pleasurable, seemed to run through me, a tingle that almost made me laugh. <laughs> I don't know what that Which means. I'm like, all right, all right, I don't know. I don't know if I've experienced that. And then the Andalite says, go now. Only remember this. So trying to fit in all this advice at the very I last know. possible second. Never remained in animal form for more than two of your earth hours. I don't know why he knows what the earth hours are like. He says, never. That is the greatest danger of morphing. If you stay longer than two hours, you'll be trapped, unable to return to human form. Okay, I had a lot of logistical questions about this because then I was like, you know, like when you go visa hopping, you just leave the country what? and it doesn't oh. even have to be 24 hours. Sure. And then you come back and you're like, oh, it's reset. You know, I get my six month tourist visa. Is it the same thing with this? Is it like two hours? You mm -hmm. can go like one hour and 59 minutes. And then you switch out and then you just morph back in? Or I is think... there like a resting period in between? And then is it like, if you morph into a squirrel, <laughs> like, is it like one, two hours of morphing time per species? Or I have questions. Listen. I'm like, what are the, what are the exact rules? And I'd want to know this if I'm about to take these powers and I could turn into a squirrel forever. <laughs> he says that there's dangers that there's no time to explain, but they all just like do this. And then he tells them this after they have the powers. I don't understand. So there was time. Is what right? it sounds like. Yeah, it it's what a, it sounds like. I do think that they do that. I think they like unmorph and then remorph in order okay, to like well, get around that. That ain't no thing. We will learn that okay. together. Um, all right, and then from the sky comes Visser Three, and the Andalite is terrified. Visser Three, he comes. A lot of stuff yeah. can be conveyed through this telepathy because he can yeah, talk I to know. them, verbalize, and he can also like send pictures and he can send emotions. Apparently, it's a real sensate situation. When then Rachel's just like, well, okay, the Andalite's like, he's here, run. He's the most deadly of your enemies. So Visser 3 is like the name of one of the Yurks. Like right, this is a person. person. Oh, and it's because so because Visser 3, as a Yurk, yes. took over mm -hmm. the body of an Andalite. And so mm -hmm. Visser 3 has the power to morph as well. Right, correct. That is why he is the most dangerous. Yeah, but apparently there's other... We'll get to there. I was like, apparently there's other Vissers, but I don't know. Uh, so Rachel, yeah, is like, no, we're going to stay with you. And I don't know what she thinks they're going to do. And he's like, no, you should go. So they just run and hide behind, I don't know, construction stuff. Except for Tobias, who knelt beside the Andalite and took his hand. The Andalite pressed his other hand against Tobias's head. Tobias rocked back like he'd been shocked. I don't know what that's I don't remember what Ooh, that's about. What do you think? Tobias, Tobias got some special powers. Slowly the bug fighters descended. It was easy to see where they'd gotten their nickname. They, and then here, again, clear and detailed visual descriptions of these yeah. made-up ships. They were slightly larger than the Andalite fighter and shaped like legless cockroaches and then the larger ship began to descend they're all very terrified which is very understandable and it says the visser 3's ship was built like some ancient weapon it reminded me of one of those battle axes the old time knights old time old time <laughs> knights used when they were hacking off the heads of their foes wow little dangerous boy mm -hmm. there was a main part like the handle of the axe with a big triangle point on the front that part had to be the bridge. I didn't understand what that meant. I don't know. what. I don't know the anatomy of an axe. At the rear were two huge scimitar wings. It was eight or ten times the size of the bug fighter. Yeah, like that description makes no sense to me. <laughs> what I understand is that it's got blades, 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 blades everywhere. Lots of blades. Looks like a weapon. Yeah. 
chopping heads. But then, okay, then um, the next line is, the blade ship landed. A door opened. Cassie started to scream. I clamped my hand over her mouth. So the next paragraph is also very wild. They leave from the ship, whirling and thrusting and slicing the air. Creatures that looked like walking <laughs> weapons. They stood on two bent back legs and had two very long arms. On each arm, there were curved horn blades growing out of the wrist and elbow. There were other blades at their bent back knees and two more blades at the end of their tails. They had feet like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Honestly, these, I'm registering these descriptions, but they're really not forming anything in my mind. Yeah. I'm just imagining spore creatures. Okay. So then it says hork bajir controllers, and the controller at the end lets you know that it's a yurk mm-hmm. who has taken over the body of a hork bajir. Right. And it then... So this is a, yeah, an alien species that has, they I guess their whole plan has been taken yeah. by the yurks. Um... And then another, uh, but our attention was drawn away by a new form that crept and slithered and shimmied out of the blade ship. And how do you, how do you, how did you pronounce this one? Taxon controllers. Okay, same. What? Okay. It's like Exxon Mobile. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I was like, all right, Taxon. And then he said the Taxons are evil. Not to be pitied, just merciless, I they're suppose. They're just, they're just evil. And they were like massive centipedes, twice as long as a grown man. So big around that if you tried to hug one, your arms wouldn't even make it halfway. Around the top of their disgusting tubular bodies were four eyes, each like a wiggling globule of red jello. And at the very end, pointing straight up at the air was a round mouth, ringed by hundreds of tiny teeth. So they really went hard on these character designs and really found it important to include every part of them into this book. Which I think is um, a very middle grade thing, including very specific, hopefully not confusing visual descriptions. Yeah, I feel like, okay, well, I'm gonna say this from my experience, like as screenwriters, when you're writing action lines and descriptions and everything, Mm -hmm. you have to be effective and concise. Meaning like, you only mention things that need to be mentioned, and especially when it comes to like, sci-fi stuff, it takes a knack. And I feel like this is an example like for kids. Yeah. If this is your first introduction into sci-fi, like it's great because it's ripe with descriptions and everything. But then if you're gonna translate this into like, screenplay or something Mm -hmm. you gotta shorten it up real quick and like obviously you're introducing this entirely new form that's not at all Mm -hmm. humanoid and you just gotta like take it from scratch but i do feel like this is a little much it's definitely not concise it's descriptive but Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna say it's concise uh you don't want things to interrupt the flow like if you're yeah dialogue dialogue dialogue, you don't want scene descriptions and stuff to like stop you exactly yeah all right so Um, that brings us to like pretty much the last page and what's happening is (laughs) the hork Badger and Taxons poured from the blade ship. One of them's like runs at the kids. Um, so the kids are terrified. Jake says, I saw a flash in Marco's face. His eyes were huge. His lips were drawn back in what could have been a grin, except I knew it was an expression of pure terror. See, I don't understand that description at all. I'm like, what does his face of terror look like if it looks like a grin, but it's I'm confused. with the yikes face on the emoticons. Like it's <laughs> quickly do a chair by face. <laughs> I don't no. think I'm smiling. I'm not like I'm like I, I, if anything, I'm, I'm like no teeth. I'm no teeth. I'm like oh my gosh. I feel like this episode needs to be visual, but you know what? That's fine. Yeah. Send us your your looks of terror and that I wanna see if you're for a grin. Idea idea for our next episode. Yeah. So obviously we talked about how descriptive these things are with the ships and these new creatures and everything. Next sure. episode. We should draw them. We should like look at this book and draw what we think they look like okay. and then post it on Twitter. Yes. And be like, is this is this the Hork Bajur? 
I think this so. Get ready. Thing. Actually, that's that's our. Yeah. I'm giving us homework for sometime between now and the next episode. Yeah, we're gonna post it on our Twitter. Based on these very clear and explicit drawing instructions. Yeah, I, I bet our drawings are gonna look exactly the same. Yeah, how could they it's not so be detailed? Yeah, so that brings us to the end of this bonus episode. Um, tune in next time for chapters five and six of Animorphs: The Invasion by K.A. Applegate. All right. Goodbye. See you next time. Goodbye. Thank <phone> you. <rings>